Hi, and welcome to the 30 Minute Voice Note. I'm Maron. And I'm Ben. (laughs) Okay, today we are talking about the highs and lows of therapy. Um, Oof. Big one. Big oof, guys. This is yeah. this this one hits home. We're gonna jump right into it because we actually want to keep it to thirty minutes. Yeah, we're gonna like try really hard this time to actually like stick to our word because the first one was I don't know if you guys heard it, but the first one was an hour and seven minutes, I think, and the last yeah. one was forty minutes. So let's like just ten more minutes to go, and then we can. I bet we've already been speaking for like fifteen. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what time and space is real anymore. Oh, I just lost count. It's a loop. Um, but but, I thought like we could start by talking about like what therapy like we've had like whether we've had like Mm. different types of therapy because obviously like there's so many different types of therapy um Mm. and obviously there's like only a certain amount available in the NHS and then there's like other kind of more experimental ones that you can get if you have a lot of money (laughs) um which I I do not but um yeah so like what therapy have you had Mm, well I mean I've like thankfully found like a free therapist from the NHS but like Mm -hmm. that was a process in itself like that wasn't um an easy thing like at first they just recommended the classic like just eat more vegetables and exercise (laughs) as therapy I hate how that's a universal (laughs) experience like literally the amount of times that like I've been like brave and I've thought like right you know what I'm gonna combat this I'm gonna get help and people like always put things on their story like you know on Instagram like don't be afraid to reach out out and get help and it's like Mm -hmm. dude I have I have like 50 fucking times and I get let down every time and it's not even about getting let down sometimes you actually just don't get someone like we'll go into that a bit more later but like yeah Yeah. I mean I must I've lost count of the amount of times I've just been told by you know someone that you go and see well have you tried waking up at 9 a.m and eating three meals a day and exercising and it's like well I mean yes that is um, the aim but you know can do you think yeah. you can give me some steps to maybe get there in the first place because that's kind of like what I'm struggling with exactly. um, but uh, yeah I mean yeah that's I think kind I just of... don't understand like it's the cycle like you have to feel good to get there and then you can feel mm-hmm. even better that you're doing those things because those are good for your body like exactly like it that I'm not saying that, that isn't good for you of course it is mm. but like you need help getting there and you're right it is exactly. a cycle like you can't just one day wake up and start doing that that's the whole point of depression <laughs> that you struggle doing the like minimal tasks mm-hmm. exactly um, uh, but yeah carry on um yeah and then I got recommended uh what's it called CBD is that the weed thing <laughs> I didn't mean that one I meant the CBC or the CBBC <laughs> I think you're referring to CBT oh okay cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> oh that's why it didn't work out that's why it didn't quite work out yeah no I mean oh my god yeah CBT I think that's what you mean yeah and um yeah personally like first of all just again took ages to even get there and then second Mm -hmm. of all was like I 
realize like some people you know short-term therapy will work great for them but I'm mm-hmm. definitely more of a long-term case me too that's like, exactly what I know. feel like as well like a lot of people like the kind of the kind of standardized procedure in the UK I think it's um eight weeks or it might even be six mm-hmm. weeks um with CBT if you go to the doctor and say I'm depressed um yeah. they refer you to kind of like I think where I live anyway they kind of have two separate um people that you can go to so you go to the doctor and you either get referred to like the mild people or the extreme people and I went and I tried to like say like this is what's happening um and then they referred me to the mild people like I think they're oh talking therapies or something oh, and I, I actually got a call I got a call saying sorry you're too severe for us they were like we need we need to refer you to the crisis team and I was like oh "Oh, that's kind of a scary name um and like again I'll get into that later because that is a whole story and a half but Mm -hmm. um yeah like obviously I've lost my train of thought now what are we talking about oh yeah CBT I think the standard CBT I think the standard (laughs) thing is like eight weeks of CBT um Mm. if you go to the doctor and like yeah sometimes that does really help people but I think in the UK especially there's kind of this like annoying thing where if you're mildly depressed or anxious you can easily get seen or if you're literally suicidal or hallucinating you can get Mm. seen but if you're anywhere on Mm. the spectrum in the middle they they can't do Mm. anything they're so it's not that they don't care but they're just so like underfunded and understaffed that like they have to either deal with the people that are easy to quickly deal with or deal with the people that need a hospital bed you know and there's no in between and it's really hard for people that lie on that in between area like you and me Mm. yeah which is more dangerous because it means we become those people that are on exactly you become the the extreme yeah and you almost feel like no one cares about you unless you're jumping out of a window and it's like exactly yeah yeah like you know when people are like oh there were um when people talk about suicide as if it's horrible and like they um well it is horrible but as in horrible attention seeking mm-hmm. and it's like well kind what of what do you yes. want me to do yes I there am attention seeking because I need <laughs> help yeah it's insane there's literally no attention for the for for us so like what else are we supposed to do it's like I know and I hate how people mm-hmm. refer to attention like you know when people sometimes say like oh you're either one or the other you're either really mentally ill and you're not faking Mm. it or you're attention seeking and it's like do you not realize that attention seeking is part of being mentally ill (laughs) like I'm probably attention seeking because I desperately need validation and I'm mentally ill like it's not as black and white as that but anyway that's a topic for another time yeah Um, all right let's go into the second question so yeah well um well, it was kind of like well we've obviously we've already started talking about that what have been like our bad experiences with therapy okay yeah let's talk about the times we've been rejected and or oh, been called God. too severe or just being cause... dismissed like yeah, yeah I mean yeah. well like I was saying earlier like I've I've honestly kind of like pushed it to the back of my brain now because it's too painful to think mm. about all the times it yeah. happens but I think my most mm. like recent encounter of this was when I was like really bad in like last year kind of autumn time um Mm. and as I said like I went to the doctor and I said look like this is what's happening please can you help me and then Mm. the um people said you're too severe for our team we'll refer you to the crisis team so then Mm. obviously I mean we look we literally talked about the word crisis in our last podcast crisis has like (laughs) connotations of like emergency right um apparently not 
um because i like didn't hear from them for ages it was such like a back and forward process um and i remember i i think i called them and i said like i've been referred to you like this is what's happening like can i please see you or however it works um and then i remember Mm. They told me I was going to have a telephone assessment so I woke up early that day because and I went for a walk in like our local like park um it's actually like a huge like wood you know like Virginia water um and because I wanted to I'd like I feel like so I'm ready. more clear yeah I feel like I'm more clear thinking when I'm like on a walk and I'm not yeah. just like in my bedroom mm. so I got up like I left my boyfriend in my bed I literally like <laughs> walked for ages in this park um and it got to like 20 minutes after they went to call and there was no one so I called the person they were like oh yeah sorry we're all at home at the moment you know everything's remote because of coronavirus so you know um there should be someone calling you as soon as possible I waited another hour and a half um and I was just like right okay I don't think anyone's calling so I started walking back I got a text and it was just like sorry um the person that was meant to do your call was ill today so it'll be rescheduled for three weeks time oh my god Um, and I was just like that's so fair enough but like also it's really not like this is the crisis team like I mean I've seen I've seen like a meme um that people have been posting around recently and it's like someone about to jump off a bridge and then someone says don't jump the crisis team will be with you in 45 days or something like that and it's really accurate like that's not a joke like that is how it is um anyway and then this um this woman eventually called me um three weeks later and did the assessment and I was just like really honest about everything um, and then mm. I just didn't hear back for ages. Um, oh and I kept, I kind of, I was fully aware that like these waiting lists are really long. So mm. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I gave it, I think like three weeks. And then I thought, okay, um, mm. I'm just gonna call if I can see where I am on the waiting list, just because I was going home for Christmas. And I kind of just wanted like a map in my head of like when I would get seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept calling the number and they kept just saying, sorry, um, I'm just like the receptionist. There's nothing, I can't give you that kind of information. Um, we'll get a specialist to call you back. And they kept saying that I kept, I called like five, six times. Um, the specialist never called. So I just didn't know what to do at this point. Like you can imagine, like I was really in a bad place at this point. Like I was not having like healthy thoughts and it just felt to me like, no one really cared I was like I'm literally Mm. telling you that I'm that I'm this way and you're not doing anything about it like what else can I do I've done Mm. all the things that you're supposed to do it's not as if I was like rotting in my bed and not doing anything (laughs) about it like I was really trying I was using all my limited energy to try and get something nothing was happening in like the vulnerable position of opening up and it's like rejection all over again exactly abandonment it is abandoned and it triggered my abandonment issues Mm. it was like oh I guess I'm cursed Mm. like no one cares about me so luckily like I yeah (laughs) luckily I have um (laughs) my godmother who lives really nearby to me um she um used to work in mental health like in this kind of area um and Mm. bless her she she has cancer and she's like in kind of you know the the later stages of, of cancer um, mm. And I had to resort to asking her to help me in this process while she is oh going through God. chemotherapy because I didn't know oh who else to God. turn to. And I felt so that bad. And I was insane. like, I should not be having to ask you about this when you're going through <laughs> cancer. Um, oh, my God. And so, you know, like she helped me out a little bit. She helped me like D de- because they kept sending me these um, 
letters that made no sense and she helped me like decode them and things like that because mm. they would literally write me letters saying Bethan has been discharged due to NDWSC or something and it's like I don't know what that means um so anyway yeah oh um, that happened and then eventually I one night got so bad that I had to call the actual like emergency crisis team number and I said like please mm. help me like I don't know what to do like please can you help me and she said basically she was mm. she was like, I'm really confused because you're calling the Surrey um hotline number, but it says on your records that you're registered in um Berkshire. And I was like, <coughs> why? I don't know why <laughs> that's not my fault. Like, why is this happening? Um, and what turned it turns out that someone what wrote my hell? address wrong. Someone wrote my address wrong oh. on the thing the whole time. So all these months of me like struggling was because of a human error. Um, I guess mm. it happens, human errors happen, but yeah. you know like it should it should yeah. happen that it has such like a huge impact on a person's life um, exactly and so and then and that's not where the story ends sorry what oh you my say? god no no I was just gonna say that like working in an office and realizing because obviously with a crisis team it's not like you're making them any money so like mm-hmm. I'm just realizing now like how systematic this is and it, it's really fucking exactly. blowing my mind you know like I would get in so much trouble if if I wrote someone's address wrong Mm -hmm. but it's because they're paying us but if I you know uh, god forbid had the huge responsibility of taking care of someone's mental health Mm -hmm. like if you did that wrong it's like oh sorry um yeah (laughs) exactly because I was on my lunch break yes (laughs) bit of of an error on our part all I can do is (laughs) apologize Uh, anyway so that's not where it ends so then like luckily throughout Christmas I was able to go home and you know my mum and my dog and my brother at home and I by the sea Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot less alone um Mm -hmm. so I felt a bit better and um I got my mum to um contact them and she did a bit of a Karen on them and that was quite nice (laughs) love Um, that but like um then the GP called the GP texted me and said hi Bethan mm. um could you please arrange an appointment with us at, at your best com- your earliest in, um convenience so mm. I arranged an appointment for the next day and they mm. call me up and they say oh yes we've received um a letter from the crisis team about your recent um application for therapy um do you want me to just read it out to you on the phone and I was like yep yeah, that's fine they were like okay <laughs> um just find it for a minute <laughs> love bear with me um Christina oh, Alice ah oh, Bethan yeah um uh, Bethan is it Fahey oh f- fat sorry S oh F okay um sorry yeah, like I'm literally okay. about to commit suicide right now I hope you enjoyed that little show I put on there anyway back into character <clears throat> so okay just January ah uh, here we go okay uh right uh okay bethan so it does say um we have declined bethan's application for therapy due to an ongoing substance abuse problem oh my god <laughs> oh and i was like god. can you imagine my face on the phone i was like oh my god right i'm After sorry like that, are you After... fucking kidding me and um, guys let me just straight in the record here okay I'm a uni student um I you know Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of drugs (laughs) some parties you know I've like you know I'm I don't have a problem I'm not 
an addict and you know like they that's another thing like I've heard of stories where students have literally told them that they smoked weed once and they've been declined because they have a substance abuse problem and it's like Jesus Christ do you not understand that true yeah like you still need help like exactly it's not like oh she has a substance abuse problem she's fine yes well exactly they intertwine you probably don't have a substance abuse problem unless you are mentally ill like how is that I mean I guess (laughs) the problem is is that obviously they've got to train these people at uni and you Mm. either kind of go into one or the other but I feel like they need to merge the two together a little bit like rather than you know if you have a drug problem shame on you go to the um go to AA or NA or whatever it is and do the 12-step program and if you don't then oh come on in let's talk about your feelings there's no in between um I mean that's that's what cost my dad's life like the reason that they didn't merge the two that's the reason because my dad was failed by the system for the the same reason and it's like Mm literally insane it's, it's so bad that it hasn't like got any better since then yeah. like we're in 2021 like if, right like if film and tv can do it why can't the actual sciences the bloody whatever then you can have mental health and drug problems like we've literally like i read something the other day like um scientists it's probably fake but it was like scientists figure out a way to like i don't know send sperm to the moon or something and like someone commented <laughs> back like all i want is free health care <laughs> true though it's like i can't believe so we true. went to the moon even in the first place and we can't get this sorted like we, we can't, can't like emerge the two oh that just makes me so angry but anyway, so oh yeah, and then in the end, like luckily, um, I had like um, a really good friend that offered to pay for a few sessions of therapy for me um, mm. online because otherwise there was just like um, there's just no way that I'd be able to get seen. I mean, mm. I eventually spoke to someone and she said, "Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. You there's probably no point in you even signing up in the Surrey area because Jesus. you'll only get seen after your graduation in the summer. That's when the <gasps> that's when and that and this was in October I think so oh my god that's how long the waiting lists are at the moment and the reason she said that is because for I wanted to have DBT which is dialectical behavior therapy which is kind of like um is meant for people that suffer with like borderline personality disorder or kind of any kind of emotional like intensity disorder like that mm. um and they have this like spectrum where like it's from cluster one to 10 and your cluster one if it's very unlikely you have borderline personality disorder and you're not a risk to anyone or yourself and your cluster Mm. 10 for the opposite you know if you're like really struggling you might be a risk and she said you have to be Mm. cluster eight and above to be fast-tracked for dbt therapy and she said, you're wow. class to seven, unfortunately. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Like, you, you're one mark away from I know. The it's as so yeah, if, like, like, sorry, if you just, like, cut one more scar on your arm, then you might be able to get seen. But I've just got to, I've got to create a boundary. And that is, that, like, literally, that's, like, exactly like a microcosm of what we were saying earlier mm. when you're either really good and not that, mm. not that, like, severe, or if you're mm. bloody jumping out a window, nowhere in between. <laughs> it's, like... Oh it's really God. bad um oh. but yeah I mean that's my story done have you got any bad experiences <laughs> yeah. you want to share <laughs> yeah I feel like well, well for both of us it's it's obviously impossible to fit 
all our experiences in 30 minutes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but like to zoom in on one, I'm gonna, so this was the time where I found a place, um, like, a, you know, I found my, my like therapy, like, I don't know, company, but even though it's for free and mm -hmm. I went in and it, this was like weeks after like, or months after waiting. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, so ready for my big day. I was like, yeah, oh my God, you I'm gonna really like, get yourself up story. for it, don't you? Right, yeah. And it's like, cause obviously at this stage, like you said, you've just explained your entire life story to around 20 strangers to just mm -hmm. get you up to here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, at that point it got really repetitive and it was really funny because I met my therapist outside the door and she was locked out and like, we were just kind of just talking as normal people and not just mm -hmm. like a therapist client. And she was really sweet, like just kind of looked like, um, I don't know how to explain it, like a a flowy like little fairy you know just yeah like, I know what earthy. you mean and like obviously I was like obsessed with her like I was yeah. just like I want to be you and we sat down <clears throat> and she was like so like you know why do you think you um like what do you need help with and the <laughs> the amount I talked was for the whole session it was like one hour mm -hmm. and she was like taking notes the whole time and she was like mm-hmm mm-hmm and then we finished and then I go home and, and like the next day I get an email saying like, oh, like this therapist has referred you to someone else because you're too severe for her. Like you're exactly same as me. <laughs> <laughs> We've both been rejected like so intensely. And like, in a way I was happy like, oh, that she, that she wasn't just like, oh, like, you know, this is free therapy, you should accept what you have, like. Yeah, uh, at least she wanted the best for you, I guess. Exactly, but obviously my surviving brain then was like, mm. oh my God, like I just got rejected by like another person, like, oh my God, my, yeah. my case is too severe, I can never get help, like, da da da. And then obviously I'm so grateful for that because I feel like now our therapists, like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're so like no bullshit like so yeah. just straight to the point and I'm so lucky to have found her like even the first day I could tell she was ready for my case because she didn't let me talk for so long she'd be like wait hold on why did you say that that's weird you said it like that like let's retrace yeah, like, she genuinely me. wants to help right it's like, exactly like you're yeah. helping me my thoughts I'm not just like splurging and like mm -hmm. and just feeling confused about even what I'm saying like mm -hmm. thank you like I don't um I needed that and that yeah. was yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard in these situations because you obviously me and you have found out the hard way that like it's worth the wait like it's worth mm. the work that you put in and the kind of patience mm. you have it's all worth it because we both have really good therapists now but mm. if you're in a crisis situation you don't have the privilege of, like of doing that. You don't think like that. And yeah. you can't think like that. Exactly. And it's like, like we've been quite lucky. And it's like some people have probably lost their lives over exactly. this system, especially 100%. in the UK. Um, and it's like not really not nice to think about it like that, like the reality exactly. of it. Um, yeah. But I think we were also going to um, talk about... Um, how our background and like things like religion and things like that affect like accessibility or just like how you deal mm. with therapy um I know you had a lot to talk about with that mm. yes um well obviously being descended from an African family meant 
that like if you go to therapy you basically need an exorcist like that's (laughs) how it goes it's like like are you sure you're okay and like um I think that's like one of the narratives I want to laugh about and also kind of want to challenge because Mm -hmm. while I was getting into therapy or like even just considering it because you're obviously still in a bad place Mm -hmm. even if you're considering it doesn't mean like oh I'm great now like Mm -hmm. um cured and one of the things was like I can't um I can't lie to all my family and that's a big like families are more complex than that they're not just one static being oh yeah it's um, hard to not think of them as just one audience like you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly and like some of them and most the majority of them will think like that like really backwards but like even if I have one or two people that like really have my back and like are those like pillars in my life mm-hmm. and family and community like that's all I need and I think that's my advice for anyone out there too who's struggling with it like you don't mm-hmm. need your whole fucking you know 32 cousins and everyone else to support you yeah your, exactly in your journey like you just need one person being like even my mom like she was like oh like therapy at first like yeah it's a very, I think my mom was as well right it's a very like oh my god you're gonna tell everyone like you know all our problems that's such a different way of how they grow up when it's like you mm-hmm. know what will the neighbors think like you know yeah, because which is... they worry that, that that like you know you'll talk about your upbringing with the therapist and then mm. your parents will be made to look like bad people for the way they raised exactly. you and like I right, can imagine that just... that must be like a, a very kind of hard thing to admit to yourself like I've fucked up yeah. in it but it's not exactly. about fucking up I think everyone yeah. should have therapy I really do yeah. I think every oh, if we could I think every single person no matter how yeah. mentally ill you are should be able to have therapy exactly. in the ideal world because it makes you it makes your parents more human like it doesn't make mm-hmm. me like it's not like we go to someone who's like writing notes on how evil our parents were it's like oh mm-hmm. no like they were fucking struggling too with what yeah. they had and like that you know that was um and I feel like we're both kind of like forming into the that role of like or that age in terms of helping our parents and like mm-hmm. giving them that perspective of like yeah, you don't always need to be like this. Like yeah, I know exactly. that's survival mode for years. Yeah, but like, and that's what they were taught. Yeah. That's like there was no kind of like accepting your flaws when they were growing up. Mm. Like for them, flaws were absolutely unacceptable, and you had to like exactly. move exactly. on upwards. But now, it, like we oh kind of God. see flaws as like an essential part of living um exactly so yeah yeah, I feel like they're um um (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) I got nervous (laughs) what were you saying I was gonna say um you had more like actual accessibility oh yeah um, I was gonna say in terms of just like it's so dependent on where you are like I mean, mm. in Egham, I mean, if, if you, for those of you that don't know, Egham is like in the middle of Surrey and it's just a bit of a anomaly in the world. Like, it's just like the rules don't apply like they do everywhere else. In it's Egham. literally purgatory. Like, that's yeah. the only way to put it. It's they should have literally filmed, they should have filmed the purge in Egham because it's like, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's so hard to find any uh. kind of help. And it was the same in Thanet because, um, you know Thanet's like not like a city either but I think it was it was a bit better there it also helped in Thanet because I was under 18 when I lived there mm. and I think they te- they take like child childhood kind of mental health mm. care a lot more seriously than they do adults mm. in a way because yeah. it's kind of like I don't know I found that they did anyway um yeah they're like but, oh, you're an adult now go fuck yeah yourself. exactly like yeah, <laughs> go and get on with it on your own like exactly yeah. 
um uh. so yeah I mean what else was I gonna oh yeah I was gonna say um like for the last because obviously we've gone over again like <laughs> we've got like two minutes to go um but we we're gonna say like how obviously we have like so much more we could talk about but in terms mm. of like to wrap it up how do we think like it's helpful to deal with the stress and disappointment that comes with trying to get help because I know Ooh. for me I mean for me like I don't know the 100% answer to that yet because I've only just mm. got over the whole ordeal that I had yeah. a few months ago um but I mean I kind of thought I think people like obviously we're in the kind of like internet age so it's like possible mm. to find a lot of of resources online and mm. you know elsewhere as well but I think people mm. get a bit overwhelmed by that because I mean I don't know about you guys but like if I type in on Google, you know, like um, how to deal with panic attacks or how oh, to like med- online meditation, there's just thousands yeah. and thousands of results. Yeah, and it's really hard much. to know where to turn to. And sometimes like you'll put on one and it's just the most ridiculous, like deep mm. breaths. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine you're at the top of a staircase. Oh, stop. Why have I listened to that one? <laughs> what do? And slowly <laughs> count down from 10. <laughs> Nine. and then like, and then and they just have like these wind chimes in the background there's like the picture yeah. on it is just like a picture of buddha but with like loads of holographic like rainbow things around um so yeah like cool. also, i mean they might they may be good for some people but for me um yeah i found that they're kind of a bit there's a bit too much pressure on those it's kind of like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've also found that like meditation in general when you just kind of like google it and the first thing that comes up they're the kind of mm. meditations that focus on being entirely completely quiet in your brain and if you mm-hmm. have a single thought then you must get rid of it and <laughs> imagine that it's going past on a river and things like that and it's yeah. like for me that's unrealistic like I I have loads of thoughts my mind goes at like 1000 miles an hour and so mm. I found that um you're gonna hate me you know who I'm gonna reference oh go on <laughs> I found our, our gal Tara Brock um <laughs> she has her meditations are completely different in that she encourages you to Mm. think through the thoughts that you're having in that moment and kind of make sense of them rather than Mm. diminishing them because I mean I know meditation it's not about diminishing them but it's about kind of letting them pass but that's not how my brain works I need to resolve things and then I can move on I can't just let things go past on an imaginary stream um yeah so yeah like I'm not really sure how you link things in a podcast but I will try and find a way to do that if not it's Tara Brock on Spotify Mm. um or Apple Podcasts um she does really good meditations and I think um and even just her podcasts um like which are kind of a bit more passive you can just listen to those and just kind of take in what she has to say rather than doing an active meditation I found Mm. that when when I was in like my crisis period where no one would see me that's what mm. I was relying on. I was like addicted to her um, because yeah. she, I, I almost like treated her like my therapist and, you know, like what she was saying, mm. like really resonated with me. Um, mm. So it's helpful if you kind of like become obsessed, like with one podcaster, then it's almost feels like you build a genuine connection with that person. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a therapist. Exactly. Yeah. Rather than like yeah. just going back and forth on lots of different podcasts and then you kind mm. of get like conflicting ideas, which is obviously yeah. good if you want to, if you're in, if you're in thriving mode, if you listen to our podcast yeah. last week, you'll understand <laughs> the difference between survival mode and thriving mode. Obviously in thriving mode, when you're 
more kind of um, open to learning about lots of different perspectives, then that's good. But if you're really mm. struggling and you can't find anyone to see you at the time, like therapist wise, it really, I would suggest finding one podcaster and almost building up like an intimate relation relationship with them at like mm. they're talking to you at like everything mm. they're saying is kind of and th- that really helped me anyway mm. yeah um, no, her meditations are great like, yeah, like they what are. You said about like because you get really like critical with yourself when you're just trying to meditate mm. and you have a thought and you're like shit like I need to yeah. let go but it's she'll like playing be, like, the piano it's like oh exactly. wrong note wrong note yeah. it's so bad <laughs> literally especially if you're like if you're on a really re- like if something bad happened at work or wherever at home and like you keep repeating the moment and like I find that so hard with meditation because it's like fuck like it's it's still there like I need to let go Mm -hmm. of it already but she'll be like okay but why are you thinking of that like is there something you feel like did you feel unheard did you feel unsafe Mm -hmm. like there's a reason it's like oh my god yeah you're right like there's so many deeper levels of this and I'm not just this this like really intense anxious person I'm just someone mm-hmm. who just didn't feel heard that one time or exactly whatever. and then when, when you yeah. start to like make sense of it in in your brain then you can let go mm-hmm. because you've exactly. worked through it and it's Thank like I, I yeah. can't just let go if I haven't worked through it. So, yeah that, that really helped <laughs> exactly. both of us I think yeah. um mm-hmm. as well yeah, I'm gonna recommend great. um an app called better help um mm-hmm which is like obviously you you do have to pay for this app but it's very affordable in comparison Mm. to um most kind of private therapists who are charging like what like 70 to 100 pounds an hour Um, better help charges um 140 pounds per month um Wow. And a cheeky little tip as well for you guys. I really probably should be. So I feel like BetterHelp are going to sue me over this. <laughs> Sponsored but, by BetterHelp. <laughs> yeah, no, if you're if you're if you're a student, you can do this thing where you you download the app. Okay, you like set up your account, um, mm. and then you go on billing settings and you try and cancel your membership. And then when you try oh, yeah. and cancel it, yeah, it comes up with a message saying, "Are you sure you may be um, eligible for a discount?" And then if you're a student mm. or there's other kind of discounts as well, I think for like different people, um, then you can say, oh, I'm actually a student. And then they they cut the price off for you. But you can only do mm. that, I think, if you try and leave. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's a little uh, tip for you guys. Um, I think it like cuts it down so to like £25 a week rather than £35 a week that way. So that makes a big wow, difference. Wow, I love that. Yeah. And BetterHelp is also really good because if you you get you basically write down what you're struggling with um and then you get matched to a therapist um but then if you don't get on with your therapist you can literally change it instantly and you can almost like look through them like like an instagram bio like they they, yeah like they all they write down what they specialize in and stuff and then like if you don't get on with them like literally within a click you can just switch to another therapist and you can do that indefinitely um so it is I think it is really good obviously it's not ideal that you have to pay for it but it is good value for money Mm -hmm. and my therapist I found her on better help and I've had her for like a year now and she's amazing Mm -hmm. um so yeah I love that yeah Mm -hmm. I can't it's really hard question like I was gonna um say like one thing that helped me with like even just in the process of waiting for therapy because like you still have to be quite sane Mm -hmm. um to like hang in there was like I literally like forced myself to make a list because especially at this point when you are like you know a substance abuser um (laughs) (laughs) um you kind of forget 
who you are and like yeah, you just become the substance and like mm-hmm. um I literally had to make a list of like what do I like like I literally yes, forgot like what do I, exactly I like the, I like film right mm-hmm. I like photography I guess I like writing and like even just the act of doing that because I gave myself a lot of shit um for not doing my passions and not thriving mm-hmm. in the in the artist world that I'm mm-hmm, supposed to be living too. in and like it was just it was helpful to remind myself that I am these things like I'm the, like the classic cliche phrase where like you're the things that you love but like exactly that, you know really helped in terms of exactly. like okay like you know what today I'm just gonna like I don't know listen to poetry or like you know really try get back to like mm-hmm. the roots of who I am like the person before mm-hmm. this whole thing took over me yeah and I think that yeah. helps as well because it's like when you become really depressed or really anxious or whatever you struggle mm. with you become an outsider to the world in your opinion mm. like in in your kind of yeah. heightened state you're you see other. yourself yeah you're the other or you're just mm. nothing you're a small dot in comparison to yeah. like but when you start <laughs> exactly. writing about who you are what you like things like that mm. it doesn't have to be like gratitude lists because I know those can yeah, be a bit jarring when you're feeling like yeah. really depressed but just what you exactly. like like what's your favorite food yeah. things like that it reminds mm. you that you're actually a real person um, oh God, that exists yeah. like within the world rather than outside it and I think it also because mm. you were saying you found it hard to like be creative and actually do these things but when you mm. write it down it means that you you haven't lost grasp of it it's like I am mm-hmm. these things I do like music I do like poetry and I will do that one mm. day but I won't do it right now exactly. and that's fine it means exactly. it's like because if you just don't write it down then you feel like, oh, I've lost it I've lost the grasp <laughs> of music yeah. and I'll never get it Literally. again but if you write yeah. it down it's like I do have it in there it's just not there right now and it reminds you that you mm-hmm. do have access to it whenever you yeah. feel like you can again just not right now and I think that really helps yeah. um I think the final thing I was going to say, because we're definitely running out of time now, is that, (laughs) like, um, remember that if you don't get access to therapy, um, like, for a while you struggle with anything to do with the whole process like we did, please Mm. remember it is not personal um, Mm. and you are not cursed. I think that is Mm. what really... That's so important. Exactly, because... You still deserve it yeah you definitely still deserve Mm. it this is on them this is no reflection of Mm. who you are at all it's purely because we are underfunded and they are understaffed Mm. and they have to prioritize other people it's nothing to do with your struggles it's not an invalidation of it I mean it is but like it's not intended to be Um, yeah and it's not your fate like that's exactly who you're destined to be like someone who's always going to get rejected Mm -hmm. by this or like invalidated um mm. and, and you're not unfixable yeah. either I think the whole narrative Ooh, yeah. of being of being fixed is a bit like eh, anywhere you know like no yeah. one can be fixed <laughs> but like yeah you're, you're not unhelpable you're, yeah you're not unhelpable <laughs> like people yeah. are there in the world there's so many people in this mm. world that do want to help you and the time will come but mm. it's just a struggle to actually get there and mm. remember also that like although it's not ideal there are always crisis numbers that you can call 24 seven if you just feel like mm. you need to talk to someone um, in the moment. Mm. I mean, there were times at night where I would like be really like triggered. I had this like thing at night where like, I feel like weirdly like trapped and stuff. And I just like needed mm. to call someone, everyone was asleep. And I found it quite helpful mm. to just know that if I really, really needed to, I could speak to someone. 
Mm. um even if it's the not option like a, is there the option is there and it makes you feel a little bit mm. less alone you know um yeah I think mm. that's kind of the only I wish I could offer more tips um Same. for yeah. this and it makes me like really sad to think about the way that you know people's cases are handled but yeah. hopefully this can give you some kind of um I don't know some kind of feeling of safety that there is always someone there that there are always things that you can do if if you yeah. can't find anyone um and that you're so, yeah. not alone like yeah and that know. you're not alone um yeah. I think that's that's kind of it for today I think yeah <laughs> well, yeah okay. oh I hope you guys enjoyed it and yeah. let us know what you think leave yeah. a like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening and we will see you probably in um 30 years time <laughs> <laughs> see you in another eight to ten weeks <laughs> bye. bye guys Bye.